Prayer. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is an avenue that you and I can use and have to use to connect direct with God. I've been so, I, I've been thinking about prayer a lot, and I know we're, we're looking at doing 40 days of prayer. And one of the aspects of prayer that I've found is, is we've talked a lot about how prayer is communication with God and it's conversation. But what I've actually been impressed with is how prayer is also an act of desperation. Prayer is actually crying out. If you watch news channels, every once in a while there's a, a major tragedy that happens and even the news anchor or the, the message that is said is, our hopes and our prayers are with you. Why would they say that? It's not to be politically correct or be politically incorrect. It's because they actually realize, you know what, there's something inside of us that's screaming out saying, we can't handle the extremity of this. I can't handle the a load of this and I need you and you and I have that with us 24 7 I've been I I was I've, I've listened to people say you don't beg God and I understand that but can I be honest with you there's been times when I've actually pleaded and begged with God can I just be honest with you I don't beg and plead him for some things, but there's other things. And it's like, God, I need, I need you. Help me. Help me. And as we get into the 40 days of prayer, we, we desperately need God. And I don't want to have 40 days of prayer where we just go, God, bless this food. Give us a good day. Thank you for all your blessings. I'll see you at 7 o'clock. I'm asking God, when we have these moments of prayer, that we cry out to God. That we say, God, Abbotsford needs you. Abbotsford needs you. My family needs you. The province, like, it, look around, our country. I'm not giving up on my country. I am praying for my country, and I am desperate, and I am in need, and I am literally pleading and looking to God, and in some aspect even begging of him, saying, God, would you move? Yes, there's something I need to do, but there's also an aspect of coming before him. A lot of the words are when you look at the word prayer, a lot of them are petition, plead, beg, ask, request, petition, intercede. And all of those words have a connotation or an aspect of it that requires, it, it, it intimates a need, a, a need that you and I have. If we didn't have a need, would there be the necessity for prayer? 
I would suggest to you that we have a need. And I found the more time I spend with God, the more I realize I need Him. Just in this last week, there have been at least three people in the last week that I've talked with. And in the last two to three months, there's probably been five or six people that I've talked to that have a need. They need an intervention from God. So I want to talk a little bit, and then I also want to spend a bit of time to go over some of the practical ways of how to do and how, uh, and I'll just be honest with you, how I'm envisioning 40 days of prayer. But prayer, why pray? Why pray? Because we don't have the ability. Hannah prayed to God for a son because she did not have the ability to have that son. We've reached the end. We don't have the answer. We need someone bigger, someone stronger, someone smarter. What's interesting is when we do that, we actually place ourselves in a place of receiving or in a place of inferiority because we realize we do not have it in ourselves. So I need something bigger than me or someone bigger than me to help. It's interesting how God sets that up. It's offered and it's uttered often in times of desperate need and desperate need for divine intervention. It says of Elijah that he went to the king and he said, listen, it's not going to rain for three years. And if you study the verse, you find out that he kind of, God's told him to say that, but it, it's, it doesn't give a lot of picture. And then it says that he went and he prayed three years later and he had his servant, and he was praying for rain because God told him to pray for rain. And he had his servant go stand and check the cloud, the sky. And for six times, the gentleman, the, the servant, came back and said, there's nothing. And the seventh time, he says, I see the cl a cloud the size of a fist. And that's all that Elijah needed. And then he says, you go tell the king that it's going to rain, and he better get moving. And then it says in James that he was a man just like you and I, which I find interesting. Because sometimes I think we read the scriptures and we think the individual in the scripture didn't have any issues to deal with. But they were just like you and I. I wonder if he thought, huh, did I just say that? I wonder if he thought, Wow, what's going to happen? I mean, he freaked out. He said something. He, he killed the prophets of Baal, asking for fire. And then the next scene is him fleeing because the queen said he was going to die. And it's like, you just saw this amazing move from God, and now you're running away from an individual. I'm, it's, it's interesting to see because those are things that you and I face regularly. Prayer. Prayer is at times the only solution. 
I know there's things that you and I do. There's disciplines we have. There's habits that we have. There's, there's, but what I've found is when you get into the element of prayer, you're pushing your life beyond your own reach. And I find that's the best way to live. Push your life to the spot where it's like, no, this reaches beyond me. Because if it reached within me, I could handle it. No, this is beyond me. This is something only God can do. Has anybody here experienced something that you can say, that was only something God can do? I'll tell you an example. Newly married. I would drive by a piece of property every day on the way to work. And it was on a hill. And it was a farm. It was like maybe six, seven, eight acres of farmland. And I looked at that hill and I said, man, that would be a beautiful place to live. And it was a farm. And then about a month later, I'm driving over that hill and I see this sign saying subdivision coming. And I thought, wow. Now, I was in school at the time, university. Newly married. I wasn't, I, I was smart enough to know that I couldn't afford it. But I was also crazy enough to dream. And I drove over that hill and, and then I saw the street going in, the, the, the pavement, and I thought, okay, well, that's going to happen like two years quicker than I'd be ready to buy. And so I kind of put it on the side. All of a sudden, one day, Winona and myself, we get a phone call from Pastor Nelson. He says, hey, you guys got to come here. I want to I show you something. And he was standing on that property. I had never talked to him about it. And he just said, hey, would you guys like to live here? Now, it was beyond our reach, but Pastor Nelson offered to help. Pastor Nelson, Pastor Louise. My parents offered to help, and within some confines of, of how to get a mortgage, we were actually able to buy into that property and to build a house when I was still in school. And when I was just a young 19, I was maybe 20 years old at the time. And I can be honest to tell you that was something only God did because that was not something I could manufacture myself. And I could, if you wanted to sit down, I could show you example after example of how God did things with me and for me that I could not manufacture or manipulate myself. And it comes through, quite often, through prayer. I would suggest to you, not only is prayer something that we offer in time of need, but a true essence of prayer, even in time of need, but when times are well, do we pray? And I would ask, I would, I, I see this understanding of God that when we pray, what we are actually doing is we are praying and we are communicating, talking with God, but we are also learning about the heart of God. When we pray over the next 40 days, Take time. 
when you're praying for a young person or a family member or, or your community, take time to not just to pray for that, but say, God, what are you doing in Abbotsford? What is your purpose? And what is your heart? And what happens is you then get out of your own space and now you start to get in union with what God wants to do. It's about getting answers, yes, but real prayer connects you to God. If you have your Bibles handy, I'd like you to turn to Matthew 6. I want to read it from two, two versions this morning, one that we're very familiar with and one that is a version that maybe some of you haven't heard it before. I'm going to read it from the message first, and then I'm going to read it from the New American Standard. But what I want us to see as I pray, as I read this, Put on glasses that filter what you're reading to say, how does this prayer connect me to the heart of God? So if you can filter through. So the writer here is saying, and I'm, I'm starting in, in verse 5 or so, it says, and when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think that God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The, show, the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant and, and they're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting whatever you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father who you are talking with and who you are dealing with. And he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this, the loving, like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals on round plates. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You are ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. Now I'd like to read it from a version that maybe you're familiar with. And I'm just going to start in verse 7. And when you're praying, don't use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they'll be heard for their many words. So don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's connecting with the heart of the Father. Prayer. And as I was going through this passage this morning, what struck me was the verse directly before our Father which art in heaven. I found that interesting. The verse right before that, it says, don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. I found that interesting. He already knows what I need before I ask him. So if I just... If I adjust my prayer instead of coming to him to give him all my needs, he already knows them. If I come to him to connect with who he is, something greater happens. And then he says, so I want you to pray like this. He doesn't negate that we have a need, but what he says is before you bring the need, bring the honor and spend time with me. My Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Connect with the Father. Prayer connects you to God. Seek his will. Find his purpose. Submit to him. Intercede. Those all happen when we come before him and we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And what happens is it changes the posture. And it doesn't mean it negates the need, but what it does is it brings me in connecting with him. I'm seeking his heart for Abbotsford. I'm seeking when I pray for you, I'm seeking his heart for you. It's not necessarily what I want. It's what God wants. What does God want for this situation? Because sometimes what I want gets in the way. And when I pray, Lord, what do you want? Lord, your name be glorified. Would you be exalted? When I pray and I worship him, what happens is I connect with him and then I get his heartbeat and his heartbeat is love. His heartbeat is care. His heartbeat is for those around me. So as we pray these next 40 days, I'm asking you not just to pray a rote, but to pray a prayer. Take time and say, Lord, would, would, I want to see what you have. I want to get to know you greater. You already know my needs. <laughs> you already know what I need, so I'm not going to come with those. I'm just going to come before you, and I want to get to know you. There's some prayers in the Bible. Hannah, Elijah, Daniel prayed three times a day. With the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. James 
It says in James, the fervent prayer of a, the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. It says in Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. One gentleman I was talking to, he says, somebody asked me about my prayer life, and he says, and he says, be honest with you, that that's my personal prayer life. So I didn't go too far, he says, but what I did say was, let me just say it this way. Once I connected, I didn't hang up. Don't hang up. Keep that connection live. I have found, I talk to God a lot. All the time. Do I always get it right? No. But I found the more that I focus and discipline and say I want to talk with him, the greater and the longer that spell comes. I find it interesting there was a prayer meeting in Acts for Peter when he was in jail. And the angel of the Lord breaks him out of jail. I don't know what that would look like in today's world. But the angel of the Lord breaks him out of jail. He goes to the house where they're praying. He knocks on the door. A young lady comes, opens the door, and goes, Whoa, what's going on? She doesn't even let him in the house. She runs back, and they go, Well, who's there? And she goes, Well, Peter. It's like, it's almost, it almost is like we didn't expect to see him. But he's here. Do you know God knows the answer before you ask? So I want to talk, I want to share with you on the 40 days of prayer. So we have a, a small handout. So if, if Brendan and Pastor Sean, if you could come to this desk here right beside my water. Um, what we want to do is every week we want to hand out a little uh, insert or something that you can put on your fridge or keep it in your Bible. Um, hand out one to every person, please. I want to talk a little bit about the practicality of the 40 days of prayer. So I'm going to say there's five W's, who, what, when, where, why, and then there's an H, how. So I want to answer very quickly the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how. So who? All of us are invited. That's why we have that white poster board in the foyer for us to participate by writing our names on there to say, I want to pray. And, and I'll be honest with you, you might not get every single 40 days. You might miss a day. That's okay. I'm not going to call you every day and say, did you pray today? But what we want to do is we want to say, you know what, I want to pray every day. I want this to be something I'd like to do. And I just thought it'd be kind of neat if we put our names on there to say, you know what, I'm into this. So who's invited? All of you are invited. And in fact, I posted this on social media and we had somebody from Nigeria say, hey, we want to join you. And I thought, oh boy. It's like only 40 days of like, like we just got a little sample prayer. And, and it's like, my goodness. 
Then I had somebody from Lethbridge and then Prince George, and we've actually had responses by about four or five different areas outside of Abbotsford saying, hey, we'd like to be a part of this as well. I thought that was pretty cool. We're going to have people in other areas of this country and in other areas of the world praying with us, for us, and for them all, all in the next 40 days. I thought that was pretty awesome. What is it? It's praying 40 days from November 22nd, which is Tuesday, to December 31st. Now, I mentioned last Sunday, we do not have a Sunday service on Christmas Day, but we do have a Sunday service on January 1st. So we do not have one on the 25th of December. We want you to be with family, celebrate Christmas, and enjoy the festivity. But then on January 1st, that is the first day of the new year. It's a Sunday, and it's the day after 40 days of prayer. And I'm asking God for something amazing to happen. I believe God is, on, is doing something, but I believe something great is about to happen. They had the Jesus movement back in the late 60s and 70s, and I'm expecting a Jesus movement to happen again. I am. Touching the younger generation, touching older generation, touching every one of us. Um, when do we do it? We've, we've set aside, and, and this is something, it's just a recommendation, but we've set aside 7 to 8 in the morning, and seven to eight in the evening. Just so that, wouldn't it be neat if from seven to eight in the morning or seven to eight and or seven to eight in the evening, there was 20 or 30 or 40 of us all praying in our homes, in the car, wherever we are, but we're all praying similar prayers, similar focus, similar objects. I think that's kind of cool. And so it's, it's from 7 to 8. Somebody came to me this morning and says, well, I might forget. That's okay. That's okay. You can pray from 6 to 7. You can pray from 10 to 10.30. You can pray anytime. And by the way, I'm not asking you to, you have to pray for the full hour like checking in. You might pray for five minutes and then be like Peter and the, the, other, three, or the other two disciples and fall asleep. And I'm not going to say, couldn't you tarry with us for one hour? <laughs> I'm not saying you have to pray for an hour. I might not pray every day for that hour. But I've actually set it on my watch and on my phone as a reminder. And I get this little reminder, pops up on my phone, seven, time to pray. That's been kind of neat. So I'm going to we're going to do that today. If you want, you're going to set a reminder in your phone. Where? At home, where you are. On December the 14th, which is a Wednesday, we are going to have a midweek get-together. We're going to have it during the day for an hour and then in the evening for an hour because it gets dark early, so we want to be able to, to accommodate those that do not enjoy driving in the evening, that we will have an hour here in the sanctuary, and then also in the evening on that day, December the 14th. So we will have more details on that. Why? Why are we praying? Because I want to see God move. We need divine intervention. When we are left to ourselves, we are not very smart. 
And I don't care if it's a church or if it's society in general. We just, we're just not very smart when we're left to ourselves. We make a mess. We, like, we need God. We need God. We need divine turnarounds. We need the leaders in our country uh, to, to hear God, to have encounters with God. And you say, well, that's a crazy prayer. I know it's crazy, but I'm going to pray for it. We need officials in our communities. We need uh, the leaders in our communities, whether they're in industry, whether they're in education, whether they're in finance. We need those that influence those things to have encounters with God to bring righteousness into those conversations. We need that. We need God in 2022 and 2023. We are desperate for God. And you and I are the agents on this earth that will talk to heaven, and heaven responds to us. When we pray, heaven hears us, and heaven will respond. We're not doing this just for an exercise to say, you know what, we did 40 days of prayer. We are doing this because we are believing God for something to happen in this community, in this body, in uh, other churches in this region, and, and throughout this country, down south, we are expecting and believing God for a mighty move of God, and I do not want to miss it. And one of the greatest ways I know of getting involved in it is praying. You want to prepare? You pray. Why? Because we need God. Why? Because we want to connect our heart to the heart of God. We're not praying to come up with some of our own ideas. We're praying to say, God, what can you do? What are you doing? Open our eyes to see how you're moving here. Lord, can I get your heart for this? Can I, how do you want us to reach to the young people? How do you want us to show your love to children? How do you want us to show love to families that are being torn apart, pulled apart? How can we do that? Lord, show us your heart for these families. Show us your heart. That's why we're doing it. So we've, we've got prayers that we've written but those prayers aren't just for what we're hoping you do is as you read that prayer that you'll take time and, and you'll dig, dip, dig deeper, dive deeper and say, God, what are you doing? So that's the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. And now the how. So one of the ways we're going to do this is every week we're handing out one of these. I'm gone next Sunday. Pastor Daniel's gone next Sunday. And the gentleman who made this is gone next Sunday, Justin, who put tons of work into these things. Um, but we've got these written out for the next couple, two or three Sundays, and we're going to pass them out next Sunday so that you know what happens is, if you look at this, it says on Tuesday, the first th topic we're praying is we're praying Abba Father. And can somebody read what passage of Scripture is connected to that? Say it out loud. Awesome. So when you pray, pull up that passage, open your Bible, open your, your app on your phone, and read that passage in addition to just praying. And then what we've done is, how we've also done it, is we've done timed social media posts. So every morning, 
Justin has already organized a post to be put up on the Solid Rock page on Facebook and on Instagram and, and with a prayer. Now, the trick is you may not see that on your feed, just the way the algorithms work. So I'm not trying to get high tech here because I don't understand it. But if you Google the church page, and one, one thing, I, if I could ask, if you see it on your page, it might be two days old, it might be from the morning. Can I ask, and this is, this is a little a funny, funny thing, but like it, comment, and share it. Because what happens is then that, that brings it up, because the algorithm says, how many times is this thing being hit? And the more it gets hit, the further up it goes on the um, engagement side and on the visibility. So if you have a prayer, put your prayer in there. We'd love to see your prayer. So this is giving you the topic for the day during the week. Set a timer on your phone. Does anybody here have a phone that you set a timer on? If you have a phone, literally take a moment right now and go to the reminder or go to your calendar. Seriously, I'll, I'll, I'll take a moment right now and go to your calendar or to your reminder and type in there, prayer. And then it says where, you can just say, you can leave that even blank. And then it says when. And you can put November 22, 7, and then go a.m. So it will wake you up. And then it will probably, sometimes they do an hour-long automatic. And then it might give you the option how many times are recurring. Do you want this daily? And you can say do it daily. And then you can turn it off. Some of them even tell you for how long. Mine said, when do you want to stop? And I said, stop on December 31st. And it stops on December 31st. So you can program. You don't have to remind yourself the phone will do it. And then you could set a second reminder for 7 p.m. So just practically speaking, there are some things that we can do to, to be on top of that. Practically, how can you do this? One of the ways is you can have a prayer, a popcorn prayer. Anybody heard of popcorn prayer? What it is, is you just write two or three prayer requests and you put them in a bowl and you take one out. And whichever one you took out, you pray for. So if you want to have a fun activity with your children, this is a great way to engage your children. And I want to encourage you, practically speaking, engage your children in this. Don't just leave them, but but bring them in. Children can pray amazing prayers. They have a simplicity of faith that we complicate. But write down two or three requests. Write down a prayer. Put it in there. And then whoever picks it up, you just say, why don't you pray for that? And teach them how to pray. Another way to practically do it is to sit around your kitchen table and pray together as a family. Pray out loud. Pray for your spouse. Pray with your spouse. The first few times when Ono and I prayed together, it was awkward because I wasn't used to hearing my voice out loud praying. But you get used to it. And the only way you get used to it is by doing it. Amen? So practically speaking, 
Write down, if you have a need, let us know. If you have a need, pray for it, but don't be hesitating. Don't hesitate. Let us know. Either put it on the, the post or bring it to church on the Sunday, and then we will add it during the week to what we're praying for. I am expecting something powerful to happen in these next 40 days. I was sharing this with one pastor, and they looked at me and go, you did 40 days? You could have chosen like seven and I said, well, we're not doing it 24-7. She said, oh, okay, okay. But it's a, it's, this is a big, audacious goal. But I believe when we put this in front of us, I believe that we will, what we'll do is we will tune, it's almost like a fitness program, and we will become in tune or in shape and that much more acute to what God is saying. I believe that. And I believe it will affect us in the house, in work, in whatever area or arena you're in. I believe it will help you because you will be spending time, intentional time, talking with God. Amen? You guys with me? All right. Why don't we stand? I'd like to bless you. If you haven't signed that poster board, Please, uh, I'd love for you to sign. I'd love for all of us to be on there. So please, um, there is a black felt uh, Sharpie out there. Amen. If you just open your, your bodies, open your arms, open yourself to receive. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord lift his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. God bless you.